Welcome aboard Dice Wars, a Udini role-playing production. The Patreon show that dives into the wide world of published Star Wars RPG systems. Grab your favorite dice, photocopy that character sheet, and open up the theater of your mind for the journey ahead. And now, welcome your Game Master, Caleb Laminac. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 2 of the first season of Dice Wars. Um, the uh, Conquest of Fools is the title for this season here. Again, my name is Caleb, and we are uh, a Utini role-playing production as we go through the uh, various published role-playing systems for the Star Wars universe. Again, this is the second episode, so if you have not watched the first episode yet, you should go back and uh, uh, check that out. But I am joined as uh, last episode with my four wonderful players here, so let's uh, go around a horn here. Emmy, why don't we start with you? Yeah, um, you want me to give like my full uh, intro and everything like last week? Yeah, just go. Yeah, just go through your okay. uh, intro again. Yeah, I'm Emmy. Um, I'm playing a character called Drax. Um, she is a pilot and uh, sort of a, a a mousy, but maybe gaining some confidence uh, sort of sort of gal. And um, I'm a, a writer for Utini. Perfect, JG. Yes, I am playing Lumi, who is a quiet, reserved Twi'lek Jedi, um, who's definitely has seen some things, and I am a content manager at Utini. Uh, Gia? I am Gia, and I am playing Arcus Ace Mercurius, who is a gambler, rogue, and womanizer, and I am a writer for Utini. And Austin. Uh, yeah, Austin was ha is having some technical difficulties, so bear with him this episode. But uh, Austin, do you have? Yeah, could you give us a quick uh, character rundown? Every everyone froze for me, but Emmy. But I'm Austin <laughs> Buffington. I am the host of Lightspeed Skipping, our Patreon exclusive podcast, and I'm playing Orin Karn, who is a Jedi Knight. Perfect. All right. Uh, so again, we're playing the Star Wars West in the Six system. So bear with us as we uh, kind of learn the rules all together and go through the story that we have laid out. So um, as a bit of a recap, I shall start with a uh, kind of a you know a a imagine in your mind's eye this as the opening to a Clone Wars episode. So instead of a fun fact about how terrible war is, we'll kind of give a brief summary. So. Cue John Williams' music in the uh, in the background as we start today's uh, session number two, episode number two. <clears throat> A deadly attack leaves the survivors of the gold dreams with more questions than answers. Who ordered this pirate attack? What were they after? And how are they involved? Afterwards, they were summoned to a mysterious location by Suzuki, a fellow passenger who was traveling with a team of weak-hearted mercenaries. The heroes have now landed on the spaceport uh, and are in a local inn resting until the very next morning. All right, so we're going to um, kind of zoom in on now, right now, on Drax's character here. So Drax... Um, you're back on the uh, gold dreams. Um, we, you know, it's been just after this was just after the fight here. Uh, mm -hmm. and 
as you if you remembered it was a giant drill that had uh, parked itself into the very middle of the ship and unloaded a bunch of uh bloodthirsty pirates um mm -hmm. still hurtling through space now but uh you um you do make a, a slight notice as you hear uh a few lights flickering and you realize that the power to this section is starting to go out okay and i'm alone right now uh it certainly appears that way okay um i i don't think we established this last week but do i have like um a calm or anything to talk uh, to like yeah, yeah, you can have a calm. You, okay you, yeah you can reach to your uh into your pouch and pull it out okay yeah i'm gonna reach in get my calm and um signal ace really quick and just say uh Things aren't looking great. Um, I talked to the pilot, but she seems to be a certain character who may or may not have employed, uh, we'll say, Jawa-level droids to run her ship. There's a lot of static on the line, so you don't, you're not sure if that actually went through. Uh, okay. The power continues to go out as you see the ray shields start to flicker. Oh, okay. So... Um, in that case, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to sprint back to the, um, the passenger bay and, um, I'll need you to make a running skill check. And I think okay. under, uh, strength or dexterity. Yeah. So I need you oh, to yeah, make a yeah. check as, as you turn, you hear the power go out as the, uh, cold vacuum of space suddenly opens up behind you. Oh no. Okay. My roll was a 17, and I got a 6 on my um, one die. On your wild die? Yeah. Oh, so that's, uh, that's a uh, 22 total. All right. Then that's per uh, go ahead and roll the 6 die again. Oh, that was, the 22 was with the reroll. Oh, okay. Well, perfect, perfect. And yeah, with a 22, actually, that's that's a really great success there. So you, um, you're you barely making it to there as you feel the uh, entire uh, area of... Um, at a space like decompress out um there's a uh, a moment of like panic as you reach for the uh bulkhead as you as the bar that was behind you is pulled into the uh darkness of space you mm -hmm. reach out and you grab a hold of the handle and just as your fingers are beginning to slip uh you feel a hand reach out as you look up and see you know ace's hand as well as the two jedi behind them and it's that moment that you wake up from your nightmare yeah um, I'm, I'm gonna, like, start, startle up in bed, and, um, this is a common, uh, a common way to wake up for Drax, so she immediately realizes, oh, okay, it was just another nightmare, mm -hmm. but, my god, that was a, a rough one, and exactly. I think she's gonna get up and, uh, and just go outside and try to get some fresh air. Good idea. Uh, now, just out of curiosity, you've had these nightmares of decompression, horrible death in space before. Have, is this the first time you survived it? Um, I think every time uh, she gets a little, she she gets a little bit closer to um, to dying in the dream, but she hasn't yet. Okay. Okay. Good. It becomes a little scarier every time. Good. So to set the scene, you're in a room at a uh, local uh, tavern, a local inn called the Silver Bullet Tavern. It was you were put up there uh, by your uh, as part of the package that you uh, 
when you uh, rented passage from the uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Captain uh, Captain Mix. It's a uh, yes, another tavern. Yeah, it's a personal <laughs> friend who owns this. So it's it's early morning as you kind of wake up and like you. It's a pretty nice tavern. Like uh, everyone has their own individual rooms, and you can open up like a slight balcony. It's just you know camp there almost more for people to be smoking on or as they need to. But you you kind of look out onto a. Uh, it's a not. It's next to a busy street in the city center, but it's not exactly uh, terribly um, like you, you're, there's a lot of hubbub of just mm-hmm. small general traffic out there. But no one seems to pay you too much mind here. Uh, you're in because you you parked here in the middle of night and you barely you know dragged yourself to bed. Now mm-hmm. as you kind of look out, you see the what lies before you is Casio City. It's mm-hmm. a small-ish city. It's like the only actual city in the planet. Think of something like a smaller, like Lothal from uh, Rebels, or something like um, uh, Serrano. Serrano from um, uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 it's it's definitely um, like it's definitely not like Coruscant levels. There's not really uh, skyscrapers. Like the tallest building is probably four stories tall, and those are kind of congregated to the city center. But there's a lot of you know, general hubbub, a lot of general commerce. You know, it, you know, smells of like uh, breakfasts are being cooked over there, street vendors, mm-hmm. robots. It, it's definitely not the night, the biggest city you've seen, but it's definitely one of the nicer ones. It's well put together. You know, people seem to be, you know, fairly cheery. There's not like, you know, massive signs of crime or um, devaluation. Like everything is clean and well put together. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to, uh, start walking through the, sh- I'm going to stay very close to the silver bullet because. I was about to say, like, part of the deal is as you go down, like in the main part of the tavern, uh, the local, um, uh, the owner is cooking you all breakfast there. So as you, uh, oh, okay. exit out, you would have to go through like the main lobby area and you'll see that there's plates being uh, put out for you all. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely going to, um get some breakfast and uh probably not i i think um drax is still a bit uh shaken from the dream and everything and mm-hmm. just from last night being so hectic and all yeah um so-, so yeah just maybe a small plate and sit at the bar and uh if there's a bartender who's not very openly busy yeah um, it's, a, it's like no one else is no one else is really here except for the people who are renting, and that's really just the four of you. So Drax, you've already woken up. Like uh, Lumi, Ace, Aaron, like are you early risers? If you, do you think you would have been awake and getting breakfast at, at this early in the morning, or yes, definitely. Lumi, uh, Lumi is definitely trying to get up, but this morning he is definitely suffering from um, a chronic migraine and oh, really yes. struggling and having a, a, a rough morning um trying to trying to get out of bed but struggling perfect and then gia our ace are you uh, are you an early riser or are you the sort of person who's like, mm. like who snoozes several times ace is not an early riser ace um is more of a night owl gambling and hanging out at casinos and stuff he's more of a person of the night so he's still sleeping 
Okay, then yeah, uh, as you then Gia, as you are Drax, as you're uh, come down and get a small thing again, there's the only other person who seems to be uh, awake right now is Oren. Uh, the Jedi is at the table. I think you're having a, a good conversation. The tavern keeper and the like kind of odor of this bar is a uh, is a um, put his uh, title here somewhere. He's a Bith, so like one of the members of the uh, Star Wars Cantina band with a big bulbous head and kind of oh, yeah. large pupilless eyes. Uh, his name is um, uh, was Seeger, as he was introduced to you. He speaks a kind of a rough galactic basic as he's uh, you know, put, as you can sit down at the bar, he puts out a you you ask for a small plate, but he he just kind of puts a large platter of various scrambled eggs and you know protein bars mm-hmm. and what looks like a thin like grits like gruel in a that's in a uh, kind of a slightly greasy bowl there, but it definitely mm-hmm. smells well seasoned and well spiced. Um, I'm imagining <laughs> Oren's probably halfway through his uh, plate at this point. <laughs> yes, I, I'm well fed and. Um... Oren is what you might call a day drinker. So, oh, so you're, you've already, you've already started. Uh, you've already started on the uh, on the local ale here. So yeah, it's uh, like Seeger's more than happy. He's a very gregarious, very happy looking uh, Bith. He has as he's working his shiny. He has like every joint of his uh, fingers. It has like a different colored ring of a different metal. So it's all um, you know. You know, shiny and Jerry says, Oh, welcome, welcome. Thank you for uh your continued patronage. So, uh, you know, uh, do you didn't want another uh bloody Margaret here, uh, Master Jedi? <laughs> I'll be okay for now. Perfect. And what about, about you, my lady? Would you need anything to uh wake up more appropriately this morning? Um not usually, but how uh I guess I'll have a shot of whatever he's having. No. It's much better than that droid droid fluid from the ship. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll get you a, a, a kind of a small glass that's um you know maybe fifty percent hot sauce and fifty percent vodka. Well, okay, a clear flavorless uh, alcohol there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um uh is it like a shot glass? Uh, it, it's it's poured into like a normal pint, like a Tom Collins, but it's only filled like a third away. I, okay. I believe, I believe it could be vodka since Brandy was canonized in the solo film. So, oh, perfect. And yeah, it it is uh, <laughs> it is space vodka. All go. right, I'm just gonna down it all in one go, um, which for story context is very out of the box for Drax, but she's had a rough go of it so far. Exactly. You already. Have- I I look over and I say, "Hmm, what do I say?" <laughs> I guess I will have another. <laughs> of course, Master Jedi. As another, uh, as another one is appears right in front of you. This time, filled all the way to the uh, brim here. Um, I think Loom. At this point, you've uh, you've probably started to struggle down the uh, the stairway. Yeah, Lumi definitely has finally made it out. Uh, Pretty, you know, he's coherent, but definitely the throbbing pain, light sensitivity, all that good stuff. Um, makes his way to, I guess, what would be the bar at that point. And seeing the, you know, the craziness that's already happening way too early, just looks, sighs, and uh, asks for just a plain glass of water. A glass of water? Well, uh, certainly, certainly. Uh, uh, do you want a salted rim at least? Oh, no, 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 please. Just, just water. Just water. Yes. 
ice? <laughs> no. <laughs> no ice. Well, master, master mixologist spent 50 years at university. <laughs> you get another uh, equally massively portioned uh, breakfast platter, but you do also get a uh, a uh, whole thing of uh, a very large uh, glass of water. And at this point, he's just not even really eating. He's just sipping the water, just hoping to alleviate whatever the pain, the, the physical pain that he's going through. Mm, yes, you're um, you're definitely having a rough time of it uh, there. So first time to a uh, to uh, Casio City here. Any uh, big plans for you all while you're attending? We have places to be, people to see, things to do, S- stuff and things. Stuff and things. Good, good. As I said, it's been a wild time here in the city the last couple of uh, weeks here, but I'm glad to see Republic peacekeepers, even though we don't pay Republic taxes. That's the best part about uh, Casio's system here. Not Republic affiliate, affiliated at all. <laughs> it's the beauty of the outer rim, I guess. Exactly, exactly. So we see many great uh, peoples coming through here. So uh, anything I can point you in the right direction to, but of course, auto cabs usually point you in the right direction. Uh, with that, that... Made me, that made me really want to pour one out for Starlight Beacon there. That's all. Oh, that that old tragedy. I mean, that happened years ago. Well, maybe you, maybe I know Jedi live a long time, so I apologize if I was offensive. Sometimes you might know, you might have known someone who uh, passed away with that. Uh, that great tragedy, you know. Though my history books fail me, I never knew. Remember what happened after that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Drax has been like staring at her eggs this entire time, like very lost. And then that pulls her out, and she's like, y- "You know, I never noticed, but there is a there is a big a big gap in the history there." And then she goes right back to her egg. <laughs> Lumi, Lumi just kind of like getting annoyed and the headache's not helping this at all. Um, pulls out because if I remember correctly, we were handed business cards, pulls out the mm, business yes. card and, and inquires. Um, I don't have it written down in my notes, but inquires about the business card to the bartender. Oh, yes, he'll, he'll, I was about to bring, bring that out, but yeah, he'll uh, look at that. Oh, yes, this is a hmm, interesting. He, uh, like, he, he like, so, like. He, he definitely seems to know uh, something about this. Yes, you just uh, you and your party just plug that into any auto cab. It already has the uh, fees paid for it, so it will take you straight to where you need to go. At this you point, you're having such uh, important guests. Anyway, uh, at this point, Ace, if you want to come down and join us, you can. Yeah, Ace is sensing that he needs to just he needs to wake up and see what's going on. With, Sensing um, or smelling, like it's the it, it's the smell of like this kind of greasy spoon, sort of uh, like you know egg medley. Is that is that the sort of thing that's appealing to Ace? No, negative. But um, he would like a strong black cup of calf. Well, too bad you do get a platter of that splat, you know put in front of you, but you do also get a large. Uh, it's a it's in a double like insulated calf there, and there's like a you know, a bowl of, sh- of sugar and essentially uh, what looks like actually pretty fresh cream is put next to it as well. Okay. Uh, straight well, from the Bantha. <laughs> I mean, yep. 
Ace is his hair's like tousled and messed up because you know he's getting up a little earlier than normal, but he smells things, but he also senses he's very intuitive and he senses that that stuff is afoot. And so um he stumbles on down and he kind of like squeezes in next to Drax and um starts sipping his his calf. He takes a look at her and he's like, Damn, girl, you have a rough night. Uh, y- you might say so. Like, I imagine, like, Mute Drax is, like, co- it's, like, almost shiny with, like, sweat that that she got from that yeah. night. She's absolutely, like, still in her, um, flight suit from the night before. Like, she did not, she came home, or came into the hotel room and crashed and then did not bother to to change at all when she got up this morning. So Ace looks at her kind of like from head to toe and notices her rumpled flight suit and her her bloodshot eyes and he just um he just for once stays quiet but he gives her a look with the raised eyebrow and sips his coffee <laughs> his calf calf yes we got to be we got to be thematically appropriate here. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um drives, uh, oh go ahead no and then I'm just waiting to see what those that business card says in that reader. Oh yeah, I think yeah. Drax appreciates um, Ace's silence and uh, notes it to herself. Yeah. Uh, so um, Seeger will just slide the uh, card back to Udlumi and say, "Well, that let's just say I've been around here pretty well. Like you, you do. Do you know what this is about? We're here to find out. Oh, good. Well." Rest assured, you will, it is not something untoward. You're, um, it's very unusual for people to be summoned to buy this, but it is very, let's just say you'll have a very, uh, you'll be safe. Don't worry. <laughs> is there anything well, else you can, you can tell us? Oh, he, like, he gets a slightly mischievous smile, as Biss do, and says, let's just say you'll be in for a wonderful treatment. Well, that's reassuring. It is, isn't well, it? I'm the most sincere barkeeper <laughs> in the town. Ace gives Drax a look and raises an eyebrow. You'll be safe? <laughs> that's there, a weird thing to say. Is there some form of, like, can I, like, perception check the barkeeper? Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I, um, I, as uh, I hear all this, I think there's I... a perception skill, so you can just go ahead yeah. and use that, or, like, okay. if there's an insight sub-skill off of that. Yeah, so there is just perception, and it's it's three dice. Um, mm. Lumi does have a migraine, so he is subtracting one. And real quick, as I hear all this, I kind of look at my drink and then push it aside and decide that I'm done for the day. Done for the day or done for the uh, for the morning? Uh, for the adventure, at least. <laughs> well, I'm glad this is going to thematically fit with the headache storyline. Um, I have a four, and my wild die was a one. So, uh, what like, is the perception roll? Uh, he's just trying. Uh, Lumi's just trying to get a read on what he's trying to say. Okay. So he's just rolling his yeah. perception, skip, like talent there. Uh, trying to perceive and just see if there's like, it's a, if he's lying or not. If it's just on trying, like you know, like you can't look <laughs> up there and suddenly like. You know, you still only see three biffs, like all of them, like swirling around there. <laughs> like you're, like yeah. you, you, you relook at your water, and that's starting to sway there a little bit. And you take a big swallow, and that slowly, like the coolness, only like you know, changes your perceptiveness a little bit. I, 
Oren wants to interrogate this man further, so I want to intimidate him and ask him again. It, like, in what? Like, are you asking? Like, very? What specifically are you asking? I want to know exactly what he knows about this guy and the business card. And oh, okay, yeah. Uh, make an intimidation roll. Okay. Um, let me pull this up here. What st- skill am I looking at? Oh, uh, there's, is there not one called intimidation? <laughs> Again, listener, dear listeners, bear with us. Like it's uh-huh. under uh, knowledge, Austin. Oh, with yeah. knowledge. Yeah. So make a knowledge roll. So what happened with Lumi's perception roll? Oh, he got he got like a oh, four. So okay. like and four. I also rolled a one on my wild too. So it was like a, it was a whoosh. Okay. Lumi's migraine is just blocking. Yeah. Okay. Perception. Bad. Okay. I rolled an 11, okay. and my wild was a 6. Oh, I didn't roll an, an additional die. 2. Okay, so 13 in total. That's a lucky number. Um, yeah, the... Okay, the... Uh, poor, uh, poor Seeker here is like, Listen, I thought it would be a funny sort of thing, but this is a, this is a royal invitation. Tell us royal. what you know. <laughs> royal... Yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to lead you it leads you right to the uh, royal palace out in the uh, uh, out of the city center. There, it's uh, it'll it will cover everything. Sorry, you've already been apparently been your party here has been cleared for uh, safe conduct here. Perks of being a Jedi, I guess. I guess you get instant uh, security uh, privileges. So yes, about being why. a Jedi, and I I push my cloak aside to reveal my lightsaber, and I say, make sure you tell us everything. That's really all I know, sir. Like, you know, wow. this is a royal invitation. Like, it, all the auto cabs are, you know, once they, once it's important there, it'll take you straight to the palace. And, right, lives right. the, and what can you tell us about the palace? What What's the deal with the royal family? Who are these folks? Uh, King Takanaka, like him, is, his uh, royal family came here, you know, generations upon generations ago from... Uh, uh, Iridodia, you know, they're all Zabrax as well. So uh, they've been in power for a long time. They're he's pretty popular. I mean, it's not like he, his policies affect us too much. It's more like a glorified security guard sort of uh, position, to be honest. Um, well, Ace him. here is pretty popular too. Oh. <laughs> hey, but, does King Takanaka happen to have a queen or a princess? Maybe. Uh, well, two. He has two daughters. Her, um, mm. their mother passed away a few, oof, about five years ago now. So, um, he, it's him, his two daughters. Uh, I think his brother kicks around somewhere, but he's he's more of a uh, a free spirit type. Hmm. Lumi at this point is quite satisfied with the information, looks at the the other members uh, at the bar and says, I think if breakfast is done, we should head our way there uh, while we're ahead. Um, Drax just puts down her fork and uh, stands up. She's going to go back to the back to her room and um, put on a fresh flight suit. Perfect. Do you swing by the refresher at all to like you know polish up any or just uh just a new I, just a new light suit and that's it? <laughs> I go I like go to the sink and I just like do that thing that people do in movies where they just like smack their face with water. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I just do that, one of those. 
Perfect. All right, yeah, uh, then the four of you can step out of the, uh, you know, take a little bit of time to finish up your breakfast, your essentials, you know, finish off your calf, you know, uh, you step out onto the uh, slightly dusty street there. Um, as I said, it wouldn't be any difficulty to find an auto cab on the main street there if that's where you want to head over directly. Ace fixes his hair up and kind of straightens himself up and kind of runs his fingers through his his thick black Pantoran hair because he's going to the royal family and there's always money with the exactly. royals. Like, is, is Ace's hair like? Is it like? Like I'm always I'm, I'm curious. Is it like super neat or is it like messy? But it took you like 20 minutes to make it that that exact <laughs> messy. It's like that messy, stylish, tousled, perfectly mm. look. Mm, okay. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, it's um. It's it's no problem. Messy. Yeah, it's no problem to hail a cab there. They're all uh, all the cabs are robot op- operated there, so it's mm-hmm. kind of an open air uh, seater. So like, there's the tiny like droid that with his little arms he'll do the 180 and welcome to court to um. I always want to say Coronet City because I read too much of um. Uh, what's that Midnight Horizons? But no, welcome to Casio City. Where you know, do you have a destination card? I love Midnight Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Lumi has the destination card, don't you? Is that I the, think we um... all do. No, it was only one of them, and it was given oh. to you. Oh. <laughs> it's so... just the migraine talking. <laughs> what? What? You guys don't have this, too? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Lumi goes ahead and, uh, I guess, inserts it into the machine. Yeah, there's, a, like, a slight timber as you can't hear the engine spin up just a little bit, like, you know, more nicely as you can seat yourselves into it. it. The back is kind of like a... a it's not like a normal like car seating. It's like a giant ring, so you can kind of sit around it. And there's like a little fun table in the middle there, uh, with a little hollow projector that will kind of give you an ETA as you lift off. And uh, the droid says, "Whoa, very well. We shall be in to your destination within twenty minutes." And then it takes off and starts trundling through the city at a pretty clip pace. Um, ah, you know, you'll, you start droids. you start to notice that like you know any like traffic. Um, obstructions like traffic signals like you all seem to hit be hitting like essentially green lights like the it, you're getting it through the uh, city at a pretty clipped pace there Oren feels distrustful of droids he's always had this bad sense that something bad involving droids was destined to happen in the future well, yeah, also there's no sense from droids and it's not like you can you know, read their minds or anything <laughs> it's just a, a feeling Mm-hmm. So and Ace is a little distrustful of Jedi because he knows that there's um, a lot of slavery going on and that the Jedi really aren't doing much to stop it. So he's a little resentful and distrustful of the Jedi, but at the same time, he feels like he's going to have fig- to get to know these guys a little better since they're all going to the palace together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of going to the palace, like, uh, we went over two of yours, uh, like, you know, which you can't did. Like, Lumi, like, I know you already have, like, a pretty nice, like, you know, like, old school, like, uh, High Republic robe with, like, some gold trim there. Did you, like, you know, redust it off or, like, you know, press your pants or anything beforehand? No, it's pretty much in this, it's, uh, Lumi had just really just woke up and put it on, didn't really put any much attention to it. Not really about the details and just, you know, trying to survive the day with the migraine more than anything. Okay, you're kind of in just damage control mode. That makes yes, sense. Uh, Oren, like you are, I'm assuming you don't change too much on your personal opinion, right? 
are your personal appearance. Oh no, Oren decided to uh, put on some some regular civilian clothing. Oh, okay. Now, like, this is just me, but what in my mind I'm doing this. Like, I, Oren seems to strike me as a sort of like Jedi who doesn't actually have sleeves on his Jedi robe. They're all it's like sleep, he has a sleeveless <laughs> Jedi robe. You don't have to do that. I just like that's just the, the sort of characterization I imagine. Uh, um, right now I'm wearing kind of like what Luke Skywalker wears in that one Heir to the Empire or whatever. I don't know what it is. It's like an action figure box cover. Oh sleeveless uh you know okay yeah sun's out guns out got it <laughs> so yeah it's it like i said the trip through the city is pretty uh pretty straightforward again you can't get a good feel of the city it's it's uh it's fairly well well laid out it's probably been like a city as, as star wars terms go for a couple of hundred years several generations um as you're um you pretty quickly can get out of the city center itself um you know the countryside is pretty it's fairly arid like there's a lot there's a lot of like green trees and smaller things but the ground itself is moat doesn't have like grass on it it's still kind of like craggly and kind of dusty like think of a lot of what like uh it's been a while since i've been through it but like a camp like a new mexico uh arizona sort of uh climate here so it's kind of uh arid but it's also very cool at this time of year right now so you know you know up and up far distance you can see snow covered mountains here as you trundle across trees uh small streams small, small rivers um after about 10 minutes out of the uh, city center you see off in the horizon a largish building here uh, let me pull up my description here um you know, as you kind of round up a hill, you see a kind of a large valley in front of you, and there's you see curated rows upon rows of fairly like large, uh, well, not large, but like large bushes or kind of medium-sized trees. And as you get closer, you see um, you know people out there, among them, t you know, picking and working the uh, the fields there. Um, they're loading up large baskets with what looks like a variety of um, of fruit. Well. As you look closer, it's all the same sort of fruit, but across many different colors. You know, they have they range from uh, you know a bright pink to a deep purple, and they're large pomegranates essentially. Mm. And you see that the uh, the palace, like, yeah, the uh, the palace is like has a massive like surrounding like forest or tree around it of nothing but these rainbow pomegranates. And as you get closer mm. and closer, you see um kind of a kind of a a large a large the sharp um, castle structure. That's the most uh, easiest way to describe it. It is a. It is definitely the nicest looking building here, but not ostentatious. Like it is definitely well put together. There's a fairly deep. You know, there's about a ten meter high wall that brings around it. And as you get closer, the uh, large gates will start to slide open as you uh, as you enter into the uh, space. Um, there but again, it's not like you had to slow down or go for any security checks. So it looks like it's. You know, it's there's not like constant guard patrols on the uh, on walls, but as you uh, as the it kind of trundles to a stop in the courtyard, the doors slide open. The, the little door slides open, and out of the main gate comes a uh, a figure in a well dressed robe. Um, you know, it's kind of a bluish reddish sort of uh, hues, uh, and it's Suzuki, the uh, man that you met on the uh, on the uh, spaceship, the one who actually gave you the card. Um. 
Orin is already distrustful at how much nicer this place is than the rest of the city. That's reasonable. I said it's you can you can tell it's not like um it is nicer. It is nicer. It's not like um it's it's not as drastic as like the upper levels of Coruscant to the lower levels of Coruscant, but it is a um it, it you wouldn't you would look at this and think this is either a noble palace or some sort of a senatorial compound. Like it is well maintained. You don't see like a ton of guards, but there are a decent amount of droids there kind of trundling around like cleaning the space there. Droids. Ace is wondering, Ace never passes up an invitation where there's mm. highly wealthy people, but he's wondering why the Jedi are going. Like, what's the Jedi's angle on this? Should he ask? I'm just following my friend Lumi. Lumi, so, you know, I know what my angle is on this, but what's, what's your angle? That, for now is kept to our discretion, Ace. To be fair, we have just met yesterday. But to be fair, we are also in the same vehicle going to meet the same person. I mean, hell, we're almost a crew now. Look at us. Comrades, I'd say. We are. We all happen to be invited to the same place, the same person. You know, maybe the force willed it. Hmm. He's evading, but that's okay. <laughs> yes. The, uh, can Ace, oh, can Ace use his perception role to figure out? Because he also has a special ability of persuasion. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you, you can try to, to pressure the poor, uh, the poor space wizard with a microne. Yeah, go for it. Yes, yeah, yes. Okay. Lumi is the more organized out of the two of us. He keeps track of all those details. But then Oren has had the most to drink. So yeah. Um... Just make a general <laughs> roll, and like, if if people want, if it's you know, if it's, we'll see how well you do, and if people need to oppose that, we'll roll from there. But yeah, make a. Okay, uh, so. So my perception is 4D, and I have a one persuasion ability. So, yeah, so roll so five, and, five. And make sure one of those is the wild dice, yes. Okay. Okay, I've got the wild dice was a six. Oh, and I've got. You guys have been really blowing those up, haven't you? For real. 11, 15, plus. Looks like a I'm giving six. up some information. <laughs> 15 plus a 6 is 21, and then I roll again? Yes, roll that wild dice again. Is this against Lumi? It's or, against or me. Orin? I got another okay. 6. I'll roll it again. Roll again. Roll it again. Right. Maybe I'm giving up two pieces of information. <laughs> seven, and then I got a 3, so I have a 30. 30. Okay, so like... Damn. <laughs> Lumi's for some reason, like, you know, maybe if you talk, your headache will go away. Your migraine will go away. Lumi gets the mind tricked by not a Jedi. <laughs> hey, Ace is special. Ace is powers. Lumi not just suffering powers, so much from <laughs> the, the migraine just berating. Ace is just charming you. That's and a charming Pantoran right there. Flirting and charming you and... So... Yeah, Lumi, with the berating of his migraine, just hearing the words of Ace and just gets lost and it just becomes like a song, almost like a song of an enchantress and just almost just instantly just falls to the attraction of Ace, um, physically, mentally, in every way possible, and just starts spilling the guts, um, basically saying uh, to Ace, yeah, we're, we're here just following 
well, ultimately following the the path of the force, looking into things from our past, um, specifically addressing scars, physically and emotionally. Um, I won't I won't speak on Aaron's behalf, but for myself, I'm very ill, um, very very ill. Of course, the migraines and and such, but. I have this illness that is slowly eating me away and I don't even know if I have tomorrow. And this is where the force is leading us. And this is hopefully part of the path to get us some closure. Oren looks away at the uh, mention of scars in our past and he just sulks and looks off in the distance away from the group with maybe a bit of a tear brewing in his eye. And uh, it seems this Pantoran has a way with Jedi, I seem to notice, because this is two Jedi now that he has charmed. Ace leans over and gently brushes a, a strand of hair, hair off Lumi's face and says, past scars, God, if only we could forget. Lumi's uh, like a just like kind of like twinges a little bit like but in like mm -hmm. comfort and such and just mm -hmm. feels relaxed despite almost like the migraine is starting to melt away the physical pain and all that is still there but just comfort in the force that he hasn't felt in a while uh i'll say drax was um chuckling a bit at at lumi's first um spilling of the guts and all and then once it became like a very endearing moment of like actual um uh, vulnerability Drax also kind of takes a deep sigh and feels the day reset a little bit and she starts to um, feel a bit more comfortable with uh, not only with Ace but with these two Jedi who um, she hasn't quite figured out yet just kind of stumbled into her, her life bigger. Yeah, and yeah, Ace who normally has resentment towards the Jedi softens a bit that's a beautiful scene. So we'll, we'll see that took place like as you were driving through and you know seeing the, the pomegranate farms. And now the the door the doors have closed behind you. Uh, or the gate has closed behind you. The, the speeder has landed, and then again Suzuki comes out. Um, he, he's, he's he seems to be in a good spirits. Like he's uh, you can tell he's smiling. He opens up his arms and says, "Hello, aha, welcome to the uh, royal palace." Aha, ha. And see, see, Cap has a big smile. I bet you didn't see this one coming, did you? Aha, <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh, you don't look terribly surprised. And generally, I guess he slicks back his hair. Anyway, um, enough joviality aside for now. I would you please step inside? Uh, we have very important matters to uh, discuss with um, with your group here. I think um, we can come to an arrangement and we are in desperate need of aid from such important and grand heroes as the four of you. Hmm. We would be charmed. Thank you. He'll, he'll lead you inside to the uh, doorway. Um, it's a... It, Ace, have you, like, I think Ace, Lumi, and Oren have all had time inside of, like, you know, either Coruscant, the upper crust, or at least, uh, you know, noble and, and nice places here. This is definitely not in the top, like, in the tops of the nicest places you've been into, 
but it is very well put together. And the inside is all um, white and then tan marble here. It's very well put, like the floors are very well polished and put together. There's a grand entranceway arch as you step in through. Um, it's not like the stone isn't interesting carved, but there is nice tapestries of uh, various what you can assume are historical monuments and moments of like leaving the uh, old planet, settling up the colony, you know, first settlers, you know, um, you know, various battles against the wildlife. You know, it's it's pretty well put together. You know, Drax, um, I don't know your character, your backstory too much, but like, do you think they've ever spent, you know, times in such nice uh, abodes as this? No, I think Drax is immediately taken aback by how um, rich everything is. Mm. Like, you even smell money in here, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think she's immediately like, uh, "Oh, this is this is the daily life of 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 these of these royals." And then um, her mind immediately goes to, uh, "I hope they have some sort of like." Royal Starship uh, hangar bay that we get to see as part of this. Mm. She's like immediately like, I'm going to make the most of this, uh, of me being here. Good. Uh, Suzuki will like lead you through uh, a couple, like the large main hallway and he'll uh, pause in front of like a camp of central uh, doorway here and says right through here. Oh, uh, real quick. He, you don't have to do this. He, he says to you as he pulls out a, uh, uh, an armband, a black armband, and puts it over his arm and says, for appearances. And then he pushes the door open and steps inside. Inside is what it looks like a, um, it's essentially a combination throne room and conference room. You see, it's it's not like massive throne room size. It's probably like 10 meters long by, you know, 8 meters wide. So it's it's big. You could easily bend yourself large, mahogany, essentially black, or brochure wood uh, table in front of you that can easily sit 20 people uh, at the head of the table in front of you uh, is a large is a fairly large um, you know you know stone throne and the, the only other person in the room is sit the sit sat upon it it is an older looking uh, zabrak with a uh, grain hair on his temples he's wearing a kind of a, a fairly simple looking iron crown that just sits on his uh, forehead and he looks up with dark sunken eyes and you know nods and motions all of you forward Lumi slowly just approaches the zabrak that's wearing the crown it doesn't exactly. really question it much or anything exactly As I, you... I just follow because um i'm a little dazed so hmm. ace does a bow like with a flourishing bow dramatic bow and bows to him. um drax Any... sees ace bow and uh thinks oh shit <laughs> <laughs> he's not quite yeah. sure how to handle this situation drax bows yes <laughs> you know, you have no skirt with which to curtsy, so you know you do the next mm -hmm. best thing. Uh, yeah. So yes, you'll as you walk up, uh, Suzuki, the uh, you know the one with the slick back hair, like you know motions to, to you to like a set, a set of chairs on to the right side and says, "Oh, may I present uh, the crown uh, king of the uh, Cassio system, my brother, King Tanaka." 
if that uh, the um, king looks at you all. Now, the king is dressed in royal robes, but it's also completely in black. I um I say thank you for the honor of inviting us to your palace, your majesty. The honor is all mine. Take a seat, Master Jedi and fellows. Once so, uh, everyone has a, uh, like I said, it, it's, he, he's set out like a front of a large table, just out of curiosity, not that it will really matter, but who takes the seat closest to the, uh, to the king? Um, Suzuki, his brother, is going to stand off to the side behind the king. Um, since Drax is, is quite uncomfortable, I think she's going to try to sit as close to the door um, as possible. Smart. Without seeming uh, rude or anything. Lumi, also being usually more in the background, it will also take like a further seat back. I'm going to try to sit close to the king. Alright. Ace is going to sit close to and drape one very sleekly black dressed leg over the other with his boot. <laughs> And um, sit close and casual and is really checking everybody out, checking out the jewelry, if anyone's wearing any. And The king seems to be, like, Suzuki, his brother, uh, the brother of the king, definitely seems to be, like, the more, like, normal. Like, you spent, like, half the journey with him. You didn't interact with him too much, but he always seemed to be wearing very nice clothes. Now that he's there, he has, like, a fairly large, what looks like a chain of office around his neck. You know, a couple, like, royal seals on his fingers. Meanwhile, King Tanaka is full sable black. You know, it's a very well-tailored, um you know, robe and suit there, but it's also completely in black. The only, like, bit of jewelry he has is the crown, which is uh, kind of a simple thing in a single signet ring uh, on his uh, finger. Well, I guess I should start by saying thank you for rescuing my little brother. He was out there gathering forces for a uh, delicate operation, but they say when one chicken flies the coop, another one might just roost. So, whether it be the will of the Force or some other grand design, you four have appeared, and I think might be the solution to my problem. Your problem? My kingdom's problem. The pirate attack you... Um, survived is not an isolated incident. Normally, my security forces would have no problem driving off such riffraff, but unfortunately, my hens are tied. Mm -hmm. My oldest daughter, the last, one of the last two rays of hope in my life, has been kidnapped, imprisoned, and stolen away from me by those pirates and their angry, disgusting hot overlords. Mm. I hut. Yes. I believe one is trying to muscle into my territory as in some vain bid for conquest. Which hut might this be? They're being subtle. I think it's something to do with uh, inner hut conflict, maybe 
maybe Marlowe, maybe one of his ilk. But my daughter's still in the system, and the moment any of my royal forces leave their barracks or take off from their um, from our armories, she her life is supposedly forfeit. So that's why I'm requiring you, more independent actors, if you would be so willing, if you can, track her down, free her, and return her to me, and I shall make you as wealthy as my as my treasury can afford. Orin looks Orin looks at the group and basically t- says to see what we should all do, but I think this seems like a noble, rightful cause that we should help this person. Ace says, Well, your highness. You have hit the jackpot with us because Lady Luck is my ally. Fortuna favors the bold and will do whatever it takes to get your precious, lovely, innocent daughter back. Lumi, For a reward, of course. Naturally. Lumi being maybe more one of the more practical ones here is like thinking, well, what's going to stop from us getting killed? Like, what other information can you give us? Any leads of where she's being held? As um, he will uh, kind of turn to Suzuki, and Suzuki will speak up. Um, as near as we can figure, my uh, my darling niece is being held in a uh, in a pirate base that they have in the asteroid field. It's a local uh, anomaly. Where specifically, I'm afraid I can't say. But uh, with our sources with our current primary security forces being held up it would be the probably most simplest thing is to um if you could sneak aboard one of their ships while it's while they land here at our security in the uh fields here see if you can pull up uh their flight recordings i'm sure there's some sort of security password as well that you could uh, rip from their computers and then fly right in and do what you hero types and Jedi types do, you know, free the princess. That seems pretty standard fare for the Jedi if the hollows are to be believed, right? That is something we can do. I free the princess here or there. Unfortunately now, um, because all of our ships that we own are um, directly coded to us and they're watching us very closely, I can't offer anything from our uh from our warehousing or from our ships so do you have um i think if i uh if i remember correctly uh the lady drax there had a ship that seemed to be uh quite ship shaped um is that quite something that we could help with uh if we're talking ship parts the siren song might be in i, I won't lie i was looking forward to seeing your uh Royal Starship Fleet here. I suppose it would be called. Yes, it's um our Starship Fleet fleet is uh it's well adjoined and well accustomed, but it's I'm afraid it's a little uh famous in the system. So I'm afraid we can't offer too much. But you know, if you need some um if you need some help, our man uh 
you know, uh, Boss Mercury is uh, on the, uh, he owns and operates the local uh, transport hub. He should be able to uh, appoint you with any uh, parts, you know, labor, anything that you need to get your ship, uh, ship shape. Okay, I think um, even though Drax is, she's always heard rumors of the huts and is quite scared of them. Um, she is now pretty interested and um, I'm just going to say, uh, all right, you uh, you tell your man we're coming and we need a couple of repairs, nothing major. But I've flown through many asteroid fields in my life and I, I don't know that there were any princesses in any of them, but, you know, there's a time for everything. Huh. Perfect, says the king as he, like, stands up. Uh you know, he turns to his brother, Suzuki, you handle the rest here, I must retire. And he'll leave out the back door, so um, this Suzuki, like, rubs his hands together, it's like, ah, yes, perfect. Uh, thank you so much for uh, agreeing with this. I knew I found a winner here. I always had a weird suspicion about those mercenaries, but I think you guys could be the perfect solution to our little uh, problem here. So, uh, you guys are staying at the Silver Bullet Tavern, right? Correct. Yes. Right, well, don't worry about that. Everything's, you know, we'll keep you there. We don't want to um, make it seem too apparent that you're working for us. So we'll keep we'll keep you there for the long for a while. But you know, all your long term expenses have been will be taken care of by us. So um, go out there. You know, may the force be with you all, and I uh, hope to um, you know be of as much assistance as possible. Ace is suddenly starting to have some distrust of Suzuki, and now it occurs to him that this could all be a, a trap, that Suzuki could be working with the huts and trying to lure them all in. <laughs> that's that's a good idea. I like what the evil younger brother, you know, power behind the throne. That's a weird trope. Never heard of that. Anyway, make a perception roll if you'd like. Okay, so that's forty. And while I make that perception roll, um, Ace wants to know from Suzuki what the name of the princess is. Uh, oh, the princess is Mariah. Uh, M-A-R-I-Y-A. M-A-R-Y. Mariah? Yeah. Um, the roll is five, six, and eight. All right. Um, Suzuki definitely seems to be... Um, He's on the up and up. Like, it's, he's definitely on the up and up. He's definitely, but he seems to be, like, maybe playing up, like, a little bit more uh, happy-go-lucky, a little bit more peppy here. Because as you as you might have picked up, like, his brother, the king, is a very dour, depressed sort of individual. So um, he seems to be kind of, uh, kind of like the pep talker, the sort of person who likes to, uh, you know, talk a big game here and, and do big things. Like, you don't, you're not getting a sense of malice from him that you think from your eight there. Let's say that. Okay. While that whole conversation happened, the whole explanation, the details of everything, every time the word hut was brought up, it just a slight just ripple in the force just was felt by Lumi. And, it, and as each ripple of the force, just ever so slight, um, left a sharp pain in his head, uh, a throb of a migraine, if you would. Absolutely. 
uh, yeah, um, the, um, you know, with that, you know, Suzuki will, like, you know, come up to you and, you know, start, uh, like, well, if there's nothing else, uh, I'll, I can program, we'll have the uh, cab, will bring you back here. Do you need any um, discretionary funds to start you off with? Absolutely, we do. We need to, uh, we need supplies, we need uh, to, um, I said, I can't open, like, armories or anything, but, you know, he, he'll slip you a, a credit ship and says, this should be enough to get you uh, started here, okay? This will if do you, for now. It is a 10,000 uh, credit ship. That should be enough. I think to we can manage. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So, um, you know, don't, again, try to be a little discretionary, so don't just uh, come knocking on our door whenever, but... Uh, we do hope that you can bring back the uh, the princess here. Uh, I really don't want to see my my brother go through another heartache like this again. Okay. Discretion is our middle name, and luck is on our side. We'll have her back here before you know it. Good, good. Uh, well, um, with that, he'll you know he's led you back through the hallway to the uh, to the auto cab and says, "Well, with that, good hunt." fortune good hunting again uh just to reiterate uh the princess mariah is being held by pirates she's been because she's been held our security forces are completely at their mercy we cannot take any uh actions against them as such um there are many pirate groups that are starting to land and and intermingle in the city so uh that might be provide you with the uh, key to the lock that is their uh hidden uh refueling base in the asteroid belt so um don't you worry suzuki pirates are our speciality i thought princesses were your speciality but um (laughs) so yeah hunt down the pirate get some pirates get Get the information on how to track down their uh, base. Go in there, infiltrate it, save our uh, princess, and return home. The heroes that I always knew you were. <laughs> right. Um, good day. He says as he like as you as he turns and leaves you to uh, load into the uh, to the auto cab. Lumi looks to the group and says, "I have a bad feeling about this." <laughs> <laughs> Drax says, um, this is certainly something we're gonna have to discuss, if only, um, a certain Jedi here may, uh, may need to shape up a bit before he gets on the siren song. (gasps) Oren looks to the group and says, this is where the fun begins. (laughs) I will, I will, I will shape up, I will shape up. (laughs) Ace says if we play our cards right, we can land a load of money and do the right thing. And just Ace is trying to act charming and and calm, but inside he's he's actually reeling with anger and fury because someone's imprisoned an innocent person and that is one of his the things he hates the most is imprisonment. So he wants to bring everyone down, especially the hut. And that might be some of the, the ripple and the force that Lumi might be feeling, possibly. Ace, I would imagine, definitely has, like, his emotions definitely have ripples uh, to everyone around them. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so with that now, this is a bit of metagame things. We've been recording for an hour. Do you guys feel like it's an exciting time to end the episode here as we uh, embark on your quest, or do you want to keep playing now? I 
I know I'm speaking for myself, but because of my technical difficulties, this might be a good spot. Does that, if everyone else feels satisfied, like you know, I, I, mm -hmm. you know we can uh, we can end it here, and we'll be able to start with a little bit more uh, information yep. gathering. So. Um, with that, I think we just hit the uh, one hour mark. So I think we have some exciting times, you know, definitely some world building here, definitely a lot of great character moments. So I'm really excited for you uh, to join us next week as we uh, get this plan off planet and uh, see about doing some uh, very classic heroing here. So with that, again, my name is Caleb. Thank you for listening to Dice Wars. Uh, on behalf of the entire team here, we're so excited that you've uh, been listening along with us. And we'll look forward to uh, seeing you next week. Bye now, and may the Force be with you.